0: For me it is present number five, it's Silverado this time, that's no jive, I'm Norris Gazette, who wrote the show. Howdy and welcome back to another episode of the Silverado Minute Podcast. Each week, Movies by Minutes hosts examine the 1985 Lawrence Kasdan directed western Silverado. 1 minute of screen time per episode. My name is Dave and I am joined once again by Melissa.
1: Hi.
0: All right, here we are. Minute 32 of Silverado. Minute 32 starts with the deputy grilling Payton and it ends with Jake spinning his guns around. He likes spinning his guns. <laughs>
1: He likes to play with his guns and be very flamboyant with his guns.
0: (laughs) Yes. So the guard thinks that Jake's under the bed, and then he tells Payton to come to the bars so he can lock him up with handcuffs.
1: Right. And they had kind of, what, foreshadowed the under the bed thing when he was popping in and out. Yeah. When Payton first got in, he was on the top bunk. Yeah. And then... I I don't know, because he's hyperactive or something. He's like going under the bed and like, he was kind of like, yeah, this will work. And I was wondering like, will work for what? I guess they were trying to make us think he was under the bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it turns out that one of Peyton's hands is actually Jake's because Jake is behind him inside his coat. And we don't know this until Jake puts his foot down on the floor. And I just don't know where his feet were before that. (laughs) Klein walked three feet to the jail thing and it was just like, wait, what's, ha-
1: what's happening? And there there was just no like misshapen jacket, no awkward fitting, like mm-hmm. nothing to indicate there was another person in there.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it turns out that yeah, one of Payton's hands was actually Jake's hand, and so Payton punches the deputy through the jail cell, and then Jake pops his head out from under the coat. Over his shoulder,
1: <laughs> he's like, "Did you get him?
0: Did you get him? <laughs> Did you get him?" So yeah, and they're
1: handcuffed at this point now,
0: right? So at this point, I think one of Peyton's hands and one of M- one of Jake's hands are handcuffed together through the bars. The
1: oh, house. that's what happened. Okay,
0: yeah. So now they've got to do some sort of twister shenanigans to try and grab the keys and get out of the handcuffs from the other side of the thing i i don't know but they cut away because we just don't see that
1: (laughs) yes they are miraculously free yeah have their guns and are dead
0: yeah so then then they they cut to the outside and you know they've got their guns back jake's got his 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 shiny silver guns and he's spinning them around He's
1: stroking and spinning
0: (laughs) he's got his gun belt clipped around the outside of his shirt. (laughs) It's just kind of weird looking, really goofy. And Peyton has a gun belt, which he didn't have before. So I'm guessing that when he shot the guy who stole his hat and guns, somehow his guns made it to the police station.
1: Okay. I thought you meant that he stole the deputy's belt. Oh, that's also a possibility.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't
0: know. Yeah. They don't really explain that.
1: But, okay. Regardless, they all have guns and belts and are ready to go.
0: Guns and belts, (laughs) yeah.
1: And this is the first time we see uh, Payden? Yeah. Go shh.
0: Right. When I went back to watch the previous minutes, I had to watch it a few times to figure out how they planned this prison break because it doesn't seem like there was any time to do that because after they leave the jail visiting Jake, Emmett and Payden go to the bar and then Payden gets immediately arrested for shooting a guy. So I, didn't, I couldn't figure out how they planned the break. But it, after watching it a few times, I realized that when Emmett kept saying dawn, because he, he kept saying that uh, Jake was going to be hanged at dawn and John Cleese had to keep correcting him, saying, no, no, it's 10 o'clock. That was his signal to Jake that he should uh, break out at dawn using the blind Pete maneuver, which is picking the jail cell. So that... It really confused me up until I realized that that's what was going on.
1: Right. And I don't know. I just made me a little bit sad because didn't Emmett just get out of like five years in prison or something? And the first act is to jailbreak. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Commit a crime.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I feel like there are some poor life choices happening here.
0: (laughs) What What I find interesting is sort of the law of the old west kind of stuff. You know, people just felt it was perfectly fine to just go up and shoot somebody for no reason, or for because they stole your guns, or they stole
1: Well, your a reason. I mean, yeah. it doesn't seem like a good enough reason yeah, these right. days, depending on who you ask. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but to your point about them not having a chance, that just kind of reinforces that you think that little little clue about the belt buckle, uh, the the guy. Right. The
0: blind Pete.
1: Blind Pete.
0: Yeah.
1: Had to have been. The only possible way that this connects,
0: right? The only
1: signal we could find, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Which is a pretty good one, right? And it does kind of start to show that Jake's not as dumb as he looks,
0: right? Right.
1: Not as dumb as he acts.
0: Yeah, I think. I mean, we were while we were watching these minotaurs, saying how nobody can hit anything, but I think in other parts of the movie, it's shown that Jake is actually a really good shot.
1: Yeah, and I think John Cleese even says at one point he's hit everything he's aimed at.
0: Oh, that was Danny Glover, though. Oh, was it? Yeah. I didn't know who was who. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I think it could also probably can, apply yes, yeah. to Kevin. I think so. Although that's going to come up, and I'm like, what is he shooting at right.
0: there? <laughs> <laughs> but I'll yeah, but, but I think you're right. I think cause he's, he's good at picking the lock. He's 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 smart in some ways. He just acts a fool. You know
1: well, he 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 definitely acts young and impulsive right. with very little self-control,
0: right. Very exuberant, yes, <laughs> which is what I like about this
1: performance. <laughs> it's very different. yeah.
0: What do you think of Kevin Klein in this movie?
1: You know, I don't have a lot of experience with Kevin Klein, okay? So seems fine. I I don't know him from very many things,
0: right. So my thing is, a Fish Called Wanda, which is one of my favorite movies. Right. And he plays a very different character and he's, he's very funny and he's he's amazing in that movie. And in this movie, I feel like he just feels a little out of place in a Western, mm. you know, because he feels more urban, more, you know, I don't know. He just, he doesn't have a, any sort of Western accent. He's just sort of, he's very low-key. He's, he's kind of Kevin costner in this movie, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like that's, I don't know. I guess I put it down to the role he was playing because yeah. it does feel uncomfortable he doesn't really want to be here he keeps running into old friends yeah, yeah, colleagues yeah. whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. that he doesn't want to see again yeah. and like i feel like he just moves from one discomfort to another
0: right but then when he finally when he meets up with um when he meets up with stella the bar keep i like that interaction a lot they instantly find common ground and like each other and right. respect each other but that's a new person yeah. right yeah yeah
1: and then, of course, in walks his old yeah, partner. And on. it's like crumbs crashing back down again. Uh, You're like, ugh.
0: <laughs> this guy again.
1: Can't escape, but is the best.
0: Yeah. I did see, so the other Western that I've seen Kevin Klein in, and which was for my sequel Harder podcast, was Wild Wild West. Did you ever see that?
1: Was Will Smith in it? Yes. Oh my gosh, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> also, no, I didn't see it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That was an insane bonkers movie and was not very well received, and it didn't do very well. (laughs) And because so it was based on a 60s TV show with actors you might recognize. Okay. And where it was kind of like, it's we're in the old West, but we've got this, you know, more advanced technology than you'd think they'd have. Because they've got a guy doing research and he comes up with new gadgets for that. and they're like, a, it's like a, a marshal or somebody, and they're trying to ca- they're catching criminals all across the Southwest. And
1: okay, this isn't Cowboys versus Alien that we're talking about,
0: right? No, Wild okay. Wild West. And so they made a they made a movie in the nineties, I think it was the nineties, and Kevin Klein and Will Smith are the two main characters. And Will Smith did that instead of doing The Matrix, he turned down The Matrix, he turned down Neo to do this dumb western. <laughs> Yeah,
1: I'm okay with that.
0: <laughs> well, I am too. I like what we got. I didn't,
1: I didn't really see either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still very impressed with
1: myself that I knew that, that was what yeah, we yeah. were talking
0: about. <laughs> oh, and uh, the bad guy in that is is um, Kenneth Branagh from well, you know him from Harry Potter. He's the one that you recognized in... Some oh,
1: movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. Professor Lockhart.
0: Professor Lockhart.
1: Okay. Yeah, that blew my mind when I found out that Professor Lockhart wasn't just a Dumb wizard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you had a whole career before that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Shows how much British uh, television
0: I watch. Yeah. So, uh, yes, Wild Wild West is not on my list of
1: top top 10 10
0: Westerns.
1: (laughs) There's a Western that came out fairly recently. Yeah. I feel like it had, oh, what's the blonde chick in the movie that you like that I really, really, really disliked? Mad Max or something.
0: Oh, Charlize Charlize. Theron? Yeah, I feel like she was in it.
1: It was the one with um, Seth Rogen.
0: A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane. Okay. Yeah.
1: I don't know the difference. Who's who?
0: Seth MacFarlane is the Orville guy. Yep. Seth Rogen is knocked up, 40-year-old virgin.
1: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, Seth MacFarlane.
0: Yes, I don't think I saw that one. It didn't review too well.
1: It wasn't terrible yeah it was great yeah i don't think they make good westerns anymore it's just it doesn't hold up
0: every once in a while it's hard it's hard the, the the genre got played out a while ago now every so often they kind of revive it a little bit
1: well plus it's just it's like not pc anymore like how do you represent that age in yeah. a way that people still are okay with watching yeah.
0: you know? which is why now you'll get a western in space like serenity firefly or a western you know stuff like that just gave the feel of a western but in a different setting
1: yeah i never not never seldom got the feel of a western from serenity Mm. occasionally you know there were a couple characters a couple moments where it would be like kind of in your face yeah but that wasn't really the vibe that i would get until someone would say it's supposed to be this i'm like oh okay i guess i could see that
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right so my Top 10 Westerns. Number eight is another TV show, Briscoe County Junior. You ever heard of that one? Nope. So that was a, it's a comedy Western that was, I think they had two, 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 three seasons starring Bruce Campbell. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And uh, John Aston, AKA. hasn't t been (laughs) in? I know. AKA Gomez Adams from the TV show. Wow. Okay. And it was, oh, it's so good. And I watched it. I I can't. I rented it, well, I think that this tells me how, (laughs) when I watched it again, because I think I had to actually get the DVDs from Netflix, so it was that long ago. So it was, you know, it takes place in the late 1800s, and actually a lot of it takes place here in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Uh, He starts out, because Briscoe County Jr. is a, he's a lawyer, so he's a trained, you know, law school graduate, but he's also sort of a bounty hunter.
1: And which actor is Briscoe? That's,
0: That's Bruce Campbell. Okay. Yeah. And his dad, Briscoe County Sr. was like a US Marshal or a sheriff or something, and he got taken down by the Bly gang. And so like the first season is Bruce Campbell or Briscoe County Jr. kind of going after the Bly Gang and trying to get Bly and his and his guys. Okay. And John Aston plays this inventor guy. And so it's kinda of like Wild, Wild West. They've got these like inventions and stuff that they really didn't have at the time, but it's kind of fun to throw it in there. Okay. And he kind of keeps running into this other bounty hunter and they're, they butt heads sometimes because they're going after the same people. Eventually, they team up, of course. Mm. And then there's the love interest, Dixie. You might recognize her. I've seen her in something else, I think. Anyway, it's just a, it's just a lot of fun. It's a really fun show.
1: Okay, I did feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, but didn't watch it. And
0: he has a he has like a super smart horse called Comet. That like understands perfectly, like you know English commands, and is really snark. He doesn't speak, but he understands what bresco is telling him, and and he's always kind of misbehaving and stuff. But he's okay. It's, it's pretty. So he's
1: doing it on purpose. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then number seven is the uh, Quentin Tarantino Django Unchained. I'm pretty mm. sure you haven't
1: seen. <laughs> I actually might have seen it. Did you? Yeah. There were a couple of movies that came out around the same time. Yeah. I saw one of them. Okay. Let's get back.
0: So this one is about this uh, slave named Django. And, his, and then he gets freed by a guy played by Christoph Waltz, who was Blofeld in that Spectre James Bond movie that was bad. He was the bad guy in that. And I forget what the Waltz's character's name is, but he's, I think he's also like a bounty hunter and he's looking for somebody. And Django, the slave Django knows, can identify him and find him. So he frees him and takes him along. And then he kind of trains him how to be a bounty hunter. And then they go try to find Django's wife, who is a slave. And she's being held by Leonardo DiCaprio, who's a plantation owner. They free his wife in a hail of bullets and blood and stuff that Tarantino is good at doing.
1: Right. I I did actually see that movie, but... I don't know. Maybe I had my eyes closed for most of it.
0: (laughs) It's not a pleasant movie to watch. (laughs) A lot of bad stuff happens. Yeah. And that to me, so I don't even... uh, That came after... So uh, in in Tarantino's films, that came after *Inglorious Bastards, which I think is one of my favorite of his. And Mm -hmm. that's what introduced Christoph Waltz to the world, I think, outside of Germany. And then he puts him in this and he's... I mean, he's great. He's always great. But it's just and the movie's fine and there's a lot I mean he's a brilliant filmmaker but it's like right, it kind of just feels like a retread of *Inglorious Bastards it's just like a revenge fantasy in the west instead of in Nazi Germany Mm. so okay it's okay and I watched it again recently and it's it's fine it's long it's like most of his movies it's too long but uh, (laughs) but it's it's a well it's a well made movie
1: and it I know it was up for awards did it win awards? oh good question I thought it was up for some probably
0: I mean, it looks amazing. Okay. It, yes, it won Best Supporting Actor for Christoph Waltz, Best Original Screenplay for Tarantino. who was nominated for Best Cinematography, Sound Editing, and Best Picture.
1: Okay. Some solid credentials
0: behind yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a solid movie. It's, again, I feel like he kind of peaked with Inglourious Bastards, and that was the start of the, I haven't really liked his movies as much since then. Hmm. Okay. Anything else on Minute 32 of Silverado?
1: Well, my notes say weird jailbreak and played with guns. So, nope, we covered it.
0: You got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find my other podcasts, uh, Airplane Minute, Top Secret Minute, Office Space Minute, and Sequel Harder over at neozaz.com. And you can find the Silverado podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or at SilveradoMinute.com. Tell us your thoughts about Silverado at The Midnight Star, the Silverado Minute Listeners Saloon, on Facebook and on Twitter at Silverado MXM. Yeehaw.